What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. I appreciate you guys joining me on this Coach JB show, special air. Uh, this Fearless Friday, I'm going to stay fearless. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Listen, man, Aaron Rodgers has left the Packers. They just don't know it yet. Four days and two surgeries later, Mike Hollins, the great heroic young man from Virginia who was shot in the back after trying to help three other players out, is up and walking. True heroic status. Kyrie Irving is supposed to be back, if anyone cares. Kawhi Leonard returned, plus so much more. Matt McChesney will join me a little bit later. All brought to you by betonline.ag. See you on the other side. Appreciate everybody joining me. Um, we got a lot to discuss. Matt McChesney will join me on the other next hour or so. Uh, we're going to break down last night's game. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is gone. Uh, I don't know if you guys who saw him last night, watched him last night, or cared, but he is checked out, my friends. I don't know if you understand that or not, but he is definitely done. He is done. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. He doesn't want to, he doesn't look like he cares. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Aaron Rodgers has checked out um completely, in my opinion. In my opinion, but it is what it is. Um quote of the day brought to you by candidatescbd.com. Use the promo code Coach JB, all caps. Um, what you do today is who you are. Period. That's the quote of the day. What you do today is who you are. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Quit bullshitting each other, yourself, and everyone around you. But what you do today is who you are. Coach, he shot that dude, man. He made a mistake. No, he didn't. That's who he is. <laughs> uh, you guys can't really fathom it, I don't think. I don't think you guys really truly fathom people that tell you shit all day long. And then the next day, you're like, damn, that motherfucker fucked me over. No shit. Because that's who he is. And I don't know why y'all can't understand that. But um, I really don't. I really don't get it. But, you know, it is what it is. Me and uh, Sean Salisbury did a little film breakdown on who we think are top three NFL MVP candidates last night. If you guys got to check that out, go check it out on Last Chance Q, our fourth edition. As we're just figuring it out and getting it going. Uh, hopefully you can help us grow that channel and station. Uh, who is your top three MVP candidates? Did we have it wrong or did we have it right? Uh, Jalen Hurts is in, in my opinion, is in the mix because they're eight and one. Um, you know, we got two in there for what he's done and he's undefeated. And, uh, you know, we got Mahomes in there. He's on track for another 50 touchdown season. Uh, the, the other guys that are in there that we could put in there, and it could change. Next week could be a three different people, man. But Geno Smith is in the mix, in my opinion. Josh Allen will always be in the mix, in my opinion. 
And then you got Tom Brady that's on the outside looking in because of what he's done and fought through the adversity he's gone through. Um, even though Giselle's out fucking someone else already tells you she was checked out long ago and made it about him instead of her. But we know she's a shitbird. So it is what it is. Uh, contrary to belief, <clears throat> you cannot go a single day without having an impact on the world around you. People don't understand that. You go every single day and you make an impact regardless. It might be fucked up impact. It might be a shitty ass impact. It could be a great impact, but you make an impact regardless of what you believe. You are making an impact on somebody somewhere. Nine in the sky, don't lie. And every day is an interview. People don't understand that shit. I don't get it, but that is contrary to belief. You do make an impact. Um, contrary to belief, stop saying you will unless you will. God damn, I'm tired of hearing it, man. I, I use these words, I use these contraries to belief because uh, I, I see and hear it every single day by people. And I use real life shit on the show, uh, of course, because I'm not a fake fuck. But at the same time, how many times you got, I will, I will, I will, coach, I will. Ah, oh, you will, you will, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Motherfucker, no, I won't see. I ain't never seen it yet. I will, coach. I'll give you $20 back. I owe you. No, you won't. Haven't seen it. Stop saying you will unless you actually will. How? That's the discipline part of this thing. A lot of you can't fathom it. You don't have it. Stop saying you will unless you will. And please stop saying yes if you really mean fucking no. Just to get the person out of your face. You know damn well who I'm talking to. You know damn well a lot of you out there sit there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you, dog. I got you. I got you. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. Got me. And stop saying yes. Because you know damn well you mean no. And that's just real shit. But a lot of you guys can't fathom that shit because it hurts your feelings or something. I don't know what it does. I don't know what it does. Um, Aaron Rodgers has left the Packers. They just don't know it yet. Uh, that is going to be the theme of this one. Um, be real with you, man. That's, that's real shit. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not, but that is absolutely truth. That is the truth. Um, Shorty Shea is in the house. Um, Bruce Helms, Bruce Helms has, uh, Lamar in the mix of MVP. Mark Russo has cousins in there. Uh, and Gino. Hector says, I'm sorry, because he knows the real. Um, oh, man. Tannehill did play good last night. I got to be honest with you. He did play good last night. Um, Wido in the house. What up, what up, what up? Everybody in the house, I appreciate you guys joining us. I'm just now seeing the chat. Um, man, listen. I love telling people no. I love telling people no. And you'll see a person take a no. He'll take a no in a heartbeat. He'll take a no, Vincent. He'll take a no and, and say, okay, I'm cool. I'll take the no. He will take the no and he will be happy with it. But a lot of you don't tell him that. You don't tell him that shit. You can't tell him no. Um, lots to discuss today. Uh, last year on this show, I said Tannehill was one of the most 
underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Everyone thought I was a fool. They laughed at me. They joked. And, oh, you don't know nothing. But what do I know, right? Um, and I've continued to say he's really, really, really underrated. Uh, he's not a big-time skill set. He doesn't have the cannon. He doesn't have the big-time athletic prowess that awes you. And you say, oh, shit, Tannehill just hurdled the guy. He's not Josh Allen. But the motherfucker's a winner. He puts him in the right spot. He can check out and get into bad from bad plays to good. He does a hell of a job for what they have. And, man, that team right there is pretty scary. And if they didn't get rid of A.J. Brown, you have a legitimate uh, – I got to be honest, dog. I got to be real honest. Vrabel, for what he does year in and year out, for having like a non-flashy NFL franchise. They do not have a flashy team, right? They do not have a flashy team. They don't have the big name wideout, the big name this. They have Derrick Henry, we understand. Um, you know, their best left tackles out. He's on busting with the boys right now, fucking with them. Uh, I mean, Taylor Lewan, I mean, think about it. They, they're missing pieces. They lost some pieces in AJ Brown and they continue to do it. Like here is a guy that nobody wants to talk about that. He's not under the Belichick tree, but he is under the umbrella because he's a guy that watched, observed and listened to a guy who coached him in Bill Belichick and he took what he gave him and took what he saw and took what he fucking remembered and he's applying it as a coach. I've done the same with some great coaches I was coached by. I also did the same by coaches that weren't so great and I learned how not to do shit. Well, guess what Vrabel was? He was with Urban Meyer and he probably saw another great college coach doing it the right way when he was at Ohio State and he saw how not to do shit. That's why he choked Urban Meyer out. That's why he pinned him up against the fucking wall. He has taken bits and pieces of the profession and massaged it into his own, and he has done exactly what I preach every single day on any show I do and coaching shows that I've done in the past. He has taken those things and applied it, and he is going to be the most successful coach who has ever left in a Belichick umbrella. And it's crazy because he never coached for Belichick. And all the coaches who coach for Belichick are absolutely ass. And Vrabel is dominating every each and every one of them. <clears throat> Let that sink in. Let that sink in. I just want that to sink in real, real quick with you. Um. Yeah, he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, he's doing a hell of a job. So you know, it is what it is. He. Uh, I just don't get how coaches don't do it. You know why? Because coaches have egos, and every coach that was under Belichick was like, I'm, "I could do that. I could do what he does. I could do that." And and don't really sit there and take notice 
They don't really take notes, mental or physical. They don't take notes. They don't fucking massage shit. They don't retain shit. And then Charlie Weiss goes and bees Charlie Weiss. Fucking shitty. Then Bill O'Brien goes and bees Bill O'Brien. Fucking shitty. And then fucking Romeo Cornell goes and bees Romeo Cornell. Fucking shitty. And then Matt Patricia goes and bees Matt Patricia and fucking shitty. And then you got fucking er Josh McDaniels leaves every fucking time and he is fucking shitty. But Vrabel just plays for Belichick and has gone on and been the most successful one of all of them. To be honest with you. To be honest with you. So, gotta be honest. That's that's just real shit. Uso, Josh Phelan, where you been at, homie? I thought you fucking died, homie. God damn. Knock on wood, you're okay. Holy shit. Where you been at, homie? Good to see you back in the building. Um, I was like, fuck, he was supposed to show up to the to the cigar spot. I ain't seen or heard from him. I'm like, damn, homie. Hope you're all right. I was about to put out an APB out, dog. I was about to put an APB out on you. Uh, this remarkable story of the Virginia player, Mike Hollins, who was shot in the back uh, just, what, four days ago or whatever. Um. He was the kid that saw this guy shooting his three teammates, uh, went back on the bus, tried to save lives, and then he saw his three dead teammates and a gunman raised the gun. Mike turned and ran. He was shot in the back. Four days and two surgeries later, he is up and walking around. The doctors say they are amazed by his vital signs and his neurology has came back to almost 100%. They said they don't understand it. I saw this last night and I'm like, damn. Miracles do happen here and there. Miracles do happen. Um, so uh, congratulations. Shout out. Uh, shout out to that. Um, Karush, don't come in here starting to be a fucking troll. Because don't get me started with this bullshit mental health. Shut the fuck up. Um, so you're probably defending the mental health over the kids that got killed, right? That's probably what you're doing, right? Shut the fuck up, mental health, my nutsack, dog. These mental health fucking bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Mental health, these nuts. You don't have mental health and shoot people, just so you know, all right? It's not mental health. That's a fucking sickness, and you're a fucking coward, and you're a fucking bitch-made cat. Miss me with the bullshit mental health. Shut the fuck up. Kyrie Irving's supposed to come back and play the Grizzlies. Uh, who gives a fuck? I don't really care. I don't think the players care anymore. I think it's over. I think they're done with it. I think it's a big fucking joke. And I just can't understand the fact that we're still talking about Kyrie fucking Irving. I don't get it. Shout out to my boy Steve Kim, the Korean Cosell, showing up yesterday on the show. Uh, I'm trying to get him on more often. He does a hell of a job. He's on Jason Whitlock's Fearless every day. Um, I guess he went on Whitlock's show right after and was talking about similar things with LeBron and Kyrie. But Kyrie Irving is a fucking shitbird. He's a cancer. I don't give a fuck about his personal beliefs or what he stands for. I don't give a fuck. If I gave a fuck about that, then I would go follow him and be around him and vote for him to be my next fucking president. I don't. I want to see him cross you over and dribble and shoot and score. 
I don't want to see him talk about shit because that's not what he signed up to be. He signed up to be a fucking hooper. He signed up to be a superstar. He signed up to be, I'm going to be the next Kobe. Remember all that shit? Yeah, good luck with that. I don't think Kobe would be doing all this shit. But guess what? You want to be a distraction every single year. You've played less games than you've you've played in less games than any fucking superstar over the last three years than anybody. Kawhi Leonard, yourself, and fucking Ben Simmons. Ironically, you two are on the same fucking team. And ironically, Kawhi Leonard finally played last night. 25 minutes, scored six points, five rebounds, four assists. I just kind of watched him for a minute. He don't look like he wants to play, dog. He doesn't look like he wants to fucking play. Does Kawhi Leonard look like he wants to play? I'm just going to be honest. You guys got to start looking through real pictures and shit. Stop looking at the outside noise. Look through real shit. But some of you can't understand that because maybe you never coached, played, or dealt with people like that on an interactive level. Kawhi Leonard does not want to be out there. And that is why I started this show off by saying Aaron Rodgers has left the Packers. They just don't know it yet. And I'm sure people in that building do know it. I'm sure people in that building actually probably do know it. But at the same time, um, Aaron Rodgers is out, man. He's out. He doesn't want to be in it. He doesn't want to be there. You can see it. I saw some throws he made last night where he, I don't give a fuck throw. I, I don't give a fuck throw. And just throw that bitch. Like, I'm just telling you, he is out mentally, is out of the fucking Packers. He don't want to be with the Packers. Um, I, I'm just telling you, it's bad business. Um. It is bad business, man. I'm be honest. I just don't understand it. I don't see how an organization can go so long. And now, now he's made this kid Watson into something everyone's talking about. Who's Watson? Watson's got four touchdowns in two weeks. Well, that's part. That's 99% Aaron Rodgers doing, right? Get him the football. But on the other end of it, that is now your excuse as to we have wideouts now, Aaron. Now you could stay. No, you don't have wideouts. This is a kid you just signed. I just talked about it last week. And this motherfucker's out here balling because A, nobody knows who he is. B, Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the football. C, Aaron Rodgers completely your boy last night had, I think, eight catches or something. Um who Aaron Rodgers has fought for over and over and over. And obviously he is fucking Randall Cobb is obviously Aaron's favorite target in his homie, but Aaron, but Randall Cobb's not a guy to stretch the field. He's not a guy to get you fucking big time plays in big time situations. Uh, this guy Watson seems to be a lot better at that, but he don't have no wideout still. And he's like, you know what? We're done. That game right there last night, they needed that game, in my opinion, because that would have started what we call a fucking winning streak. And when you have a winning streak, 
Uh, things start to motivate internally inside the building. And now the motivation isn't there. They just lost again after we won a big game. Now they lose a game. They're like, oh, here we go, teeter-totter. We're not really as good as we thought last week. And now, who knows, the rest of the schedule is kind of brutal. They got Miami. Tua hasn't even fucking lost yet. You got Minnesota still left. You got Philly. Like, are you going to win those three games? Fuck no. Even if you won those three games, you still got to beat the Chicago team and Detroit. Um, and you got a Rams team who has nothing to play for, who could really upset your season too. So Green Bay's got a hell of a daunting schedule left. But so does every NFL team. So um, I don't know. Uh, Dominic Sue signs with uh, the Eagles, 35 years old. Damn, I just... I remember coaching and Dominic Sue was playing and I'm sitting there like, God damn, now he's 35. Time is a thief. Time is a thief. I'm going to be real. Time is a thief and uh, God damn, I can't believe he's been in the league 13 years already. Time is a fucking thief. It makes you think about all kinds of shit. The Bills and the Browns, so, so let's see if he can stop the run because the Eagles' run defense has been porous to say the least. They're bad right now. And uh, cannot stop the run. And the Eagles are, uh, they better stop the run or they're going to have some problems. And, and they're not so shoe-in to win this NFC thing here. Especially with Tampa coming strong down the pipe here with Tom Brady, who just seems to know how to win fucking Super Bowls. Uh, the Bills versus Browns has been moved to Detroit after heavy snow is forecasted between three to six feet. Three to six feet of snow. That's a lot of fucking snow. Started to snow last night in Green Bay a little bit. They never got it really. But I don't understand why they don't move it to the Cleveland. Like, I just don't get it. Like, that's what they do in college and high school. We just got to play at your place, dog. It's a home game. But we're, we're the home team, but we're going to play at your place. I don't understand how you go to a whole nother place. Because you're going to go from playing in Buffalo, which is outside. So even if it snowed, you're going to play. Just not in that much snow. Uh, and then let's go to Cleveland, who plays outside. I, I don't understand how we can take the elements out of the whole thing. Are we really that soft? We can't play in snow anymore? We used to sweep the field, dog, and just keep it going. We just move the snow. That was the games. Those used to be the games everybody loved to go to. Now we can't have those games? Ah, man. Poland in the house. Um, so we don't play in the snow anymore in the NFL. I'm fucking-fused here. I am fucking confused here. We don't play in the snow anymore? God damn. I am I can't. Bruce Helms, shut up, dog. I, Bruce Helms, you just make me laugh. Um <laughs> Oh, fuck. Bruce Helms is probably, I know he's trolling and, and he's doing all those things just to get a thing kick out of him, but he's probably serious. And that's probably the mindset of 99% of America now. You know, injury coach, you can't play in the snow. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, man. Uh, Texas A&M hoops lose to Murray State, 88-79. Jimbo Fisher, his, uh, his losing mentality has 
resonated across the college landscape, especially on A&M's campus there in College Station. Um, A&M losing and everything. Can fucking Jimbo Fisher stave off fire, getting fired? I don't know. McCall Hardman, uh, Kansas City's Tyreek Hill, uh, quote unquote, is out on the IR, expected to miss four to five weeks with an abdominal, abdominal injury. That is uh, pretty critical. And uh, there's rumors out there that former NFL veterans are saying Russell Wilson is using old Seahawks audibles with the Broncos. Confusing teammates. Now, if that's really the real truth, we got a major fucking weirdo problem here with Russell Wilson, dog. Russell Wilson is a real fucking weirdo. Coach, they're saying has the potential to be the worst snowstorm in U.S. history. Then let's play in it. <laughs> like, let's play in the motherfucker. I want to play in that, don't you? Fuck. Goddamn, let's play in the snow. Um. Fuck, dude, we played in the snow for 50 years. Why couldn't the, what, why all of a sudden now is it a fan problem? Why is it a worry that the fans can't get in now? I'm confused. So the fans could get in before, but not now? Uh, don't have fans. Fuck it. If this is going to be the worst storm ever, don't have fans. Let's play in this bitch-ass snow, though. I want to see this snow. Um... Man, I want to see snow. Baker Mayfield's going to get a start first time in a while uh, against the Ravens. And uh, who gives a fuck, right? And then Deshaun Watson is back. Uh, Deshaun Watson's back. Like, I think people forgot about him. And then I think, you know, now he's back and everyone's like, okay, what's he going to do? I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to watch the Cleveland Browns. I just, I just, and you know what? We got a lot of shitbirds out here, right? Like, if he did it, the reason he's not criminally charged or in jail is because the girls did not use the R word. Let's be honest, all right? They didn't use the R word. And if the R word was used, he'd be in jail. So, Coach Tyreek Hill hit a girl. Kareem Hunt hit a girl. Uh, we got woman beaters on this in this league playing still. And everyone seems to have forgotten it. So, like, I don't put this. If he was just getting jacked off and all this, so be it. But you're still a fucking groomering predator, in my opinion. So you still are a a motherfucker that I wouldn't support and go see, obviously, for many reasons. The same is why I don't support Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and all these weirdo fucks that hit women. I don't. The same shit to me. So... So don't get it misconstrued that I'm saying that this is worse than that. They're all the same, in my opinion. They're all who we thought they were. (laughs) Like, don't get it twisted. You know, what you do is who you are, not what you say. So, you know, I don't understand. We're all these all shitbirds. My point is, America's forgave the shitbirds before. So you're going to forgive the shitbird again. And... 
unless they use the R word and come out and say, okay, enough is enough, you're fucking going to see Deshaun Watson, unfortunately, play. And I don't know if the NFL has got brass enough balls to let them hang and say, we don't want this type of cat representing the league. I don't know if that's going to happen. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, Lucy, they can't play in the snow anymore. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, A rub and tug, not the same as beating a woman. Um, yeah, I, I, no shit. But this is this is the deal. You said it like it's one issue. You you saying it like it's one rub and tug. <laughs> Motherfucker's a predator, fuck boy. He's he has hundreds of them. It ain't just one time deal, dumb fuck. I just said he's a grooming predator. So in essence, it could be worse than hitting the girl because that motherfucker next might be taking the ass and now everyone's going to be saying, oh, Sean Watson, I won't let my daughter around him. Would you let your daughter around him, dumb fuck? Hmm. Um, Matthew Stafford debate looks a lot better after last night's game, don't it, though, Calvin Dickerson? Just throwing that out there. Uh, I got... There's a lot of little things going on out here. Um, I don't know if you guys have saw the. Uh, I don't know if you saw the um, Bang Bus, the Bang Bros. You know the Bang Bus, the porn, porn industry Bang Bros. They wanted to buy the Miami Heat's naming rights for ten million dollars after that FTX deal imploded, and now that's a big, huge deal. Now we got a huge fucking issue. with FTX, apparently, you know, they're just a bunch of fucking criminals. Um, we don't really know the truth about it. We don't know what's happening. So I'm waiting to see it, that one. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, though, which I thought is pretty. This is a guy that I like to see. I want to see this motherfucker more often. He ran a three and a half mile marathon or he ran a marathon in three and a half hours chain smoking and he's an older gentleman like that is the shit we need more of like a gangster like that shit right there is a fucking gangster i like that motherfucker and i don't know why we don't i wish we had that i bet you he'd play in the snow I bet you that motherfucker plays in the snow. But what do I know? Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, the problem, the, but guess what, though? Then we, we revert. We revert back to reality. And reality is we are this country. We are this smoking country right here. The U.S. men's soccer team replaces red, white, and blue with LGBTQ pride colors. Like, I already don't like soccer. I don't watch soccer. You think I'm really going to watch soccer now? Uh, You really got me fucked up. Um, But I got to be honest. um, Like, 
this is who we are. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, do you, dog? Do you. But is that what America stands for now? We are this? Fuck. Are you shitting me? I have to be force-fed LGBTQ. That's what you're telling me. I got to be force-fed that shit. Dog, it doesn't make sense to me. It really don't. I, I don't give a fuck what you do. Coach, you hating on LGBTQ. No, I'm not. I don't give a fuck what they do. But I'm not force-feeding them my rhetoric. So why do I got to take theirs? I, I just don't get it. And guess what? It doesn't mean I have to hate you or fucking dislike you or whatever. I don't fucking want to see it. I don't want to be around it. So be it. I'm not out with bashing it. I just want to live my life my way. It's just like you live your life your way. I don't understand the hypocrisy that you can't do something with in God's free will, as you all love to say it. But as soon as you do, your cancel culture waiting to happen. Like, it fucking blows my mind. Um, it fucking blows my mind. Um, Michael Jordan's son and Larissa, Larsa Pippen are reportedly dating. We talked about that yesterday. I thought that shit's hilarious. Uh, Pat Perez actually showed me this on the golf course. Um, wonder if those, wonder if those two are kicking it anymore. (laughs) Um, oh, dog, we're a joke, homie. We're a joke. Karoosh, you're a joke too. Karoosh, I bet you you're fucking probably on the team. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad, dog. It's kind of sad. I don't understand. It's kind of sad. Um, can't wait to talk to Matt about a few things. Um, when he comes in, I'm going to talk to him about a couple of things. I want to talk to him about the ratings, power rankings. Um, and I'm going to talk to him about what Mike Gundy said, uh, coach of Oklahoma State, something that I've been saying for quite some time. And I don't understand, uh, you know, why that hasn't been uh more media on it but we're going to talk about it uh yeah we're going to be clown dog like so let's just change our colors let's change the american flag to lgbtq (laughs) oh fuck homie um Nick Olson said, dude just said Stafford is better than Aaron Rodgers up there. Come on. Um, well, first of all, that's not what I actually said. Now, second of all, let's calm down. What I did say is, though, if he wins another Super Bowl, there is an argument to be made that you can say Stafford could be more of a shoe-in Hall of Famer than Aaron Rodgers. More rings. Right now, they got the same amount of rings, dog. I don't know if you know that. And Stafford's a top five ball spinner as well. He's not Aaron Rodgers' elite level ball spinning, but he's right there with him. So let me just throw that out there. Know what I know you know more football than me, but let's just make sure you understand Stafford is right fucking there. He's in the same conversation as throwing the football as Aaron Rodgers. Just so we're clear. Okay. Just so we're clear. Uh, and my point being is. If Stafford was anywhere other than Detroit, 
Would we be talking about him like we talk about Aaron Rodgers? That's my fucking point. To everybody out there that don't understand my point. So if you sit here and tell me that if Stafford was was anywhere else, he'd still be the same Stafford, you're fooling yourself. You don't know football. And I don't care if he won with the Rams last year. I do care that he won First year, in his first year, in a new structure, environment, and playbook, he won in his first year. And I and I can't wait for Matt to come on, dog. And this argument keeps going around that you need, you have to have these great players. No shit. Please tell me a team that's won a Super Bowl with no players. And then tell me a team that's been shitty with no players. All of them. And guess who's won a Super Bowl with no players? None of them. So the argument just don't hold water to me. But a lot of you know more than me. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, just going to leave it at that. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Um, I know that kind of blows my mind too, right? Flacco has a ring, big Zach. <laughs> Guess who don't? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> so that, that's how funny it is when I turn it on you. Cause you guys say this shit, like I'm dumb and I don't know what I'm talking about. And then you fucking praise Lamar Jackson every single way. And then I show you on the film that he's not fucking ready to be an elite quarterback. And then you sit there and say, well, Flacco has a championship. I know. <laughs> That's how fucked up Lamar Jackson is. <laughs> but you guys know more than me. So fuck it. But what do I know? Um, oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. You fucking right about that, Gorian. Fucking Lamar ain't never winning no Super Bowl. Man, come on, dog. Jalen Hurts has a better opportunity, and I don't see him winning one either. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. He ain't going to win one either. And either is Kyler Murray. And either is Justin Fields. And either is Baker Mayfield. And either is Carson Wentz. And either is fucking Derek Carr. All right? Geno Smith has a better fucking chance to win a Super Bowl than anyone I just mentioned. Just FYI. Quarterback play, being elite, down the stretch, wins Super Bowls. Not one-dimensional, I know what you're doing, so my defense can fucking prep for you, and we can take away something that, you know what you can't take away? You can't take away Tom Brady from throwing a fucking dime piece to the back cone over a corner touchdown where no one else can get it. Sorry, can't do it. You can't stop that motherfucker from throwing a bang eight post on the numbers between two safeties in the end zone to win a Super Bowl. You can't prep those things. You can't prep what Matt Stafford did in the playoffs last year on a run, throws for 1,200 yards in a fucking three-and-a-half game playoff in his first season with a comparable team that has a fucking some competence to it and win a Super Bowl. You can't prep that. 
Camp Prep, fucking what Eli Manning did, Peyton Manning did, John Elway did, what Troy Aikman did, what Steve Young did, what Joe Montana did, what all these greats did, you can't answer on defense. All you can hope to do is have a defensive play player show up. But usually, the great quarterback wins the game. Not the guy that fucking runs around and gets out of breath and fucking throws it away. <laughs> you probably are going to lose the Super Bowl or not even ever get there. Case in point, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, fucking Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to keep going on and on and on. Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr. I'm going to keep going on and on and on and on. These guys won't do it. How did Joe Burrow go to the Super Bowl in year one? Oh, because he fucking had some good-ass wideouts, and he can throw the rock in between coverage on time. Guess what? He beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Got to the Super Bowl. What do I know? Um, Will Page, much love to you. New member. Um... Oh, Eddie's back in the building, dog. Christopher Pugh, what up, brother? I ain't seen you in a minute. I'm going to get you that information on my cigar as soon as I fucking get the information, dog. It's been pulling teeth to get a website up and running. So I'm waiting on that because it's very, very finicky with the government regulations and all. So the cigars are out there. They're sitting there. We've been selling them like crazy locally. Uh, we just can't get them nationally yet until we get the website up. Um, Pat said, how do I member? Fuck. How do I member? Like, I could take that a lot of ways, homie. How do you become a member? Fuck. Come on, Pat. How do I member? Um... <laughs> uh, What does Greg disagree with? I don't understand what you can disagree with. Please let me know, Greg, what you disagree with. I'm curious. I want to argue. I want to argue with it. Um, oh, yeah. Defensive guys aren't going aren't gonna to hit nobody. Hey, you got to go join, Pat. You go online. Go join. Uh, Will Page just got it done. So guess what? People can get it done. People actually can turn over rocks and figure out how to get it done. Because guess what? We have 500 members of this show, which I appreciate every single fucking one of you guys. Much love to all of you. Much love to everyone that becomes a member. And I can't wait till Last Chance Q blows up either. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon. Subscribe there as well. We got great fucking shit on there as well. Plus, we're going to be having all this video that we put on there. So you guys can actually download it and have it for yourself for teeth tape if you guys are a coach or interested in any of that shit. So um, turnover rocks, dog. You got to fucking turnover rocks. Coach Davis is in the building. Um, Coach Davis is in the building. Listen, uh, how many of you guys know a person like Pat here in the show? Who just, you know, tried one time, couldn't get it done. Fuck it, never mind then. 
That is the mindset of America right now. I'm just throwing that out there. That's why I say turnover rocks. That's why I say turnover rocks. Because sometimes it doesn't, you may not get it the first time, dog. You got to figure it out. You got to go turn over every rock and then maybe underneath that rock, you may find that shit out. You think I found Jermaine Johnson under the first rock or did I have to keep turning them over? Like, I don't understand how people think that everything's supposed to be fucking handed to them on a silver platter. And that is how the world operates. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I got to get to the question here. Um, New poll question for the day, all right? New poll question. Is Twitter going to fold or not? What's going on with Twitter? Anyone up to date on Twitter? Please let me know. I don't know. I wasn't on the Twitterverse last night. Uh, does anyone know? Juan Carrillo, member. <laughs> Fucking right. Cats become members, man. Show everybody that's not a member who don't know how to become a member how to become a member right now just by being a member. Don't even explain how you did it. Just fucking do it. Become a member. Much love to everybody because you are proving everyone wrong that can't become a member, that you can become a member because all you have to do is turn over rocks. So Juan Carrillo, much love to Juan Carrillo. Uh, Griffin Borst, he can't figure it out. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um David O'Connell, what's up, what's up, what's up? Um, what's up with Twitter? I got to find this out because I heard Twitter was trending that they were going to drop Twitter. What's going on with Twitter? Does anyone know what's going on with Twitter? Uh, why was it a possibility that they folded? Does anyone know that one? I don't know. I'm just curious here. Uh, I don't know why they were going to fold. Uh, does anyone know why they were going to fold? Um Why is Twitter folding? Please explain the business to me. Um, Elon gave everybody an ultimatum, really. Where's Isaac Lords at? Now I got to worry about Isaac Lords. Is that motherfucker okay? Um, man, candidates, last chance true, dog. That's next. Fucking right. Last chance, true. That shit will blow up. Nikito Auto Connect. What's going on? Basara Jazz. What's cracking here? Look at this. We got members left and right around this motherfucker. We got members left and right around here. Shit. Um, much love. Much love. Um, Twitter just took out the trash and its employees. A bunch of people who show up for yoga sessions between... Doing nothing that Twitter headquarters just quit. <laughs> um, man, much love to all the members in here. We got 300 cats in here on this Fearless Friday. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Got a lot to break down today. Um, fucking ass being an asshole. Um, I don't know what's happening with Twitter. I just, I don't know what's happening with Twitter, but you know, I was hoping they just folded and, and I didn't have to, I didn't have to leave it because I'm not paying $8. I, I guess I've already kind of grandfathered in, but um, the Titans moved to seven and three return of Ryan Tannehill. Now I want to, can't wait to break down Ryan Tannehill when I get this film. Um, I want to show the fact that people don't realize Ryan Tannehill, it wasn't the touchdown tight end squeeze bang eight post that he threw 
skinny seam route for a touchdown to Hooper. It wasn't the touchdowns. It was the get the ball out of my hand on time throws that he made over and over and over again last night. That is why it was impressive. All right. He was impressive. He wasn't just checking it down to backs like Jalen Hurts. He was throwing 15-yard comebacks, 12-yard outcuts over backers into coverage. He was 22 of 27 for 333. So 22 completions got him 333 yards, okay? Compare that to Jalen Hurts, who we have as an MVP candidate because of what he's doing with the ball and how he's conducting and orchestrating the offense on an 8-1 and one team. Man, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I've seen Jalen Hurts look that good last night as Tannehill has ever looked. And I'm going to be honest, um, Tannehill threw 22 completions for 333 yards. Jalen Hurts had 17 completions for 175 yards in his last game. Me and Sean broke this down. We talked about this relevance. Completions, completions in the teeth of the defense is what gets you chunk yardage. The dink and dunk shit is just not going to win a Super Bowl. So unless Lamar, Jalen, guys that have a shot still left in the playoffs can throw balls into the teeth of coverage like Tannehill did last night, I don't believe the Eagles. I don't believe the Ravens. I don't believe any of those teams can win a Super Bowl if we don't start seeing footballs being delivered on time into the teeth of the coverage Because what we're seeing, which is an excuse by mainstream media, is that everyone's playing quarters coverage, coach. Everyone's belling out, coach. We can't get those chunk plays. Bullshit. Shut the fuck up. You just don't know how to get them. And you're not good enough to get them. Well, Ryan Tannehill got them last night, 333 yards of it. Tom Brady does it every single week still. Joe Burrow does it every single week. So I'm confused as to why we can't say that Jalen Hurts can't do it and Lamar Jackson can't do it. I mean, I'm tired of hearing the bullshit. Coverage hasn't fucking changed. You act like we put in this new coverage that has only allowed us to throw the ball right here. (laughs) Like, get the fuck out of here. Jaguars foot says, get Lamar some real receivers. For what? So they could throw the ball 20 times a game? Why? Why are we going to get them new receivers? Fucking Pat got it done, dog. Pat got it done. (laughs) Fucking Pat, you got that shit done, brother. Pat, you have to feel better about yourself now. The whole day. What is the quote of the day? Do you remember the quote of the day? What you do today is who you are, Pat. Guess who you are, Pat? You just fucking figured it out. You're the rock turnover guy. That's who you are. You turn over rocks, motherfucker. That's who you are. Shit. Love it, Pat. Goddamn. It's a fucking Christmas miracle, Devo. 
Pat's going to have a great day. It's a great day to have a great fucking day. Pat got better today. Ron, fucking right. Pat got better today. Gotta love that shit. Um, let's get Lamar Jackson better receivers, says my main man, Jaguars foot. Why? Show me why. Hollywood Brown left. <laughs> and no other receivers want to go there. There's a reason for it. Sorry. There's a reason why they don't want to go there. So stop with the fucking narrative, dog. Stop with the narrative that Geno Smith's balling because he has wideouts. Shut the fuck up. Kyler Murray don't have wideouts? Why isn't he balling? Please explain. I'm, I'm, I'll wait. I'll wait, dog. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Why wasn't Carson Wentz balling with McLaren? I'm going to wait. I'll wait for you guys, all right? I'm going to wait for you guys all to hit me back with that, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm just trying to get this figured out. I just want to hear your rationale on this, okay? Uh, why Baker wasn't balling? He had fucking Robbie fucking shitbird fucking... Um, whatever his fucking shitbird ass is, who's now in Arizona, worse than he was in Carolina. Uh, why is McLaren balling all of a sudden with the Heineken at the helm? Does anyone, can anyone figure that out? Why didn't Lockett and the new Megatron up in Seattle ball out last year with a fucking which we now know Russell Wilson, who's just depleting in front of our very eyes. Why are they balling now with Geno Smith? Confurious. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to go. Josh Gilmore is a fucking member, dog. Well, we got 10 members in this motherfucker today. Shout out, Josh. Fucking everybody become a member. Fuck it. Uh, short, fat, skinny, and tall. Uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, Chat's going crazy. Uh, why did Colt McCoy ball the fuck out and get his wideouts the rock the other day when Kyler Murray, $250 million motherfucker, didn't? Curious. Joe Cord, much love. Always showing love. The fucking weatherman assassin out in Oklahoma. Um... Hey, Joe, we're going to have the worst snowstorm of all time. That's what I heard today. That's what I heard today. The worst snowstorm in U.S. history. I don't think anyone can predict that. But we're, you know, we got people in Twitter that says it. Um, they say Russell Wilson's calling Seattle audibles in Denver. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because I'm not there, dog. I don't see it. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I would find that hard-pressed to fucking really be true. But if that's the truth, we'll see. Um, Adam Anderson, much love to you. 60 to 65 inches of snow. Now, what is that? Six feet? I mean, but where is that? Where is that at? I'm curious. Uh, Isaiah Place, what up? Yeah, last chance Q is going to be the new best thing. Watch the way down here. Watch the way till that happens, dog. I'm telling you, we're going to have that show go cracking here uh we're gonna show we have so much film we can show we're just not blowing it up yet with the film because that's what the show is going to be ultimately so we're just 
slow playing it until after the holidays. And then we're going to blow this thing up. We already have some big time guests, uh, <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterbacks lined up to come on. Sean knows all those guys. So it's going to be very, very, uh, we can make that a five day a week show and blow that thing up, to be honest with you. And we could do it in the spring. We can travel it similar to like buzzing with the boys. We could go to spring ball. Like there's a lot of shit we could do with that. So uh, last chance Q is going to be something special. Uh, Sean Salisbury's the man. I watched uh, I watched a fucking movie last night, man. Um, what's that movie called, dog? With he- Sean Salisbury was in it. God damn it, I'm running blank. Uh, with with Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, and Rob Schneider and all them. That shit was fucking comical. Sean Salisbury's in the whole goddamn movie. I thought he was just like in a sports store or something. He's in the whole fucking movie, titty twisting and shit. <laughs> oh, I gotta. I can't wait to text his ass. Um, that shit is comical. Uh, that shit was funny as hell. Uh, Sean O'Connell, another member. Man, we're bringing it up in this motherfucker. Much love. Um, 253 Ghost. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, Lucy in the house. Hey, fucking, we're getting it cracking on Friday, man. Now you guys are helping me. I'm gonna go buy a beer. Shit, goddamn. Clay D in the house. Um, no doubt, Greg. No doubt, Pat. You can go get a. Uh, you can go get a Deshaun Watson tug. Um, you can go get that done. Clay is in the house. Um. Matt McChesney won't be on until about 8.15. Um, so. So he'll be, he'll come on. We're going to break down last night's game and get after that. Um, man, Pat's already in it. He's getting the Watson special. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was 24-39, 227. Had two touchdowns. Jaguar foot, much love to you. <laughs> Chat's blowing up today. Appreciate you guys on this fearless Friday, man. I hope you guys had the best weekend ever. Uh, hopefully, you guys have enough money after giving it to me to go get you some meat to smoke or barbecue or whatever you may want to do this weekend. It's a great football weekend. Uh, we got a lot of uh, some good games to go in. I'm going to pick some games later on. Hector, I'm going to try to get see if Hector, what you got going, Hector? I'm going to bring you on talk some DFS later on. I got to give me some winners, dog. I've, since I got back from Vegas, I haven't got to fucking win nothing. So uh, I got to I gotta, I gotta pick me a winner. I lost my ass in basketball, too, last night, which I fucking pissed off about. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Usually I win basketball games somewhat. Um, not a lot of big games. I mean, fuck. TCU's got a fucking shit they got Baylor, so that's a, always a tough rivalry type of game, in-state game. Guess who Alabama has? They have powerhouse Austin Pay, Like, Austin P. Fucking kidding me? Why are we playing these teams this late? In Alabama, they should lose this late. They should lose points in the playoff rankings um, by playing Austin P. right now. I'll be honest. Like Florida State's playing Louisiana. Mississippi State's playing East Tennessee State. Like this, I'm not going to watch college football this weekend. It's probably not going to be a very, very fucking good weekend of college football. Um, the only games that are meaningful, I believe, are fucking Georgia, Kentucky. 
Now, if Kentucky pulls the shocker there, that'll be a fucking crazy one. Clemson, Miami, just not what we thought it was. Um, KU, Texas. Can KU get its seventh win? They didn't get it done last week. They're at six wins, dog. I got seven wins. Uh, I predicted them to win seven. I still got a bowl game. I still got a fucking. They still got K-State. They got Texas, who they beat last year. I don't know if they're going to beat Texas this year. Uh, Does anyone know who Utah Tech is? I'm confused. Does anyone know who Utah Tech is? Um, that's who plays BYU. Um, interested to see that one. Um, I don't know. Is that you? I don't know who that is. Um, who the fuck is Utah Tech? I never heard of Utah Tech. Has anyone ever heard of Utah Tech? Holy shit. Um, fucking believe it's unbelievable. Um, there's not really anything on the slate. Ole Miss, Arkansas could be an upset there. SC UCLA is the biggest game. That's the big game on the West Coast. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA to win it. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA to shock the SC. I don't think it's a shocker, but US, UCLA coming off that loss. Um, uh, disappointing loss too, man, because this could be a much bigger game than it is. Um, but UCLA, SC, man, I'm taking the Bruins, man. I'm taking the Bruins supposedly it's sold out charles o'reilly what up much love to you uh new member we got a lot of new members today Um, much love to you guys man i really do appreciate you guys uh josh fele's back dog he's back uh Is that Dixie State? Is that really who that is? Holy shit. I did not know that. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I did not know that was Dixie State. Dixie State used to be a JUCO. So I don't know if you guys remember that or not. It used to be a JUCO. Um, but Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Uh, you got that Bedlam, uh, Battle of Bedlam. That's That game is uh, always an entertaining one. Um Oklahoma State's number 22. And you got Utah, Oregon, which is most of the intriguing matchups this week are on the West Coast. So most of them are on the most of them are on the West Coast this week. So Oregon, Utah is a huge game with huge implications. Oregon shit the bed and lost last week, so they're done. Um LSU's got powerhouse UAB. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, But I got UCLA winning. I'm going to take Oregon over Utah to bounce back. Uh, I'm going to take... Got UCLA. I'm going to take Oregon. I'm going to take... I'm going to take KU to... Nah, I'm going to take Texas to beat KU. Um, I don't really see any other games worth a shit. Stanford Cal's a rivalry, but uh, anyone else other than Stanford Cal, I don't think anyone gives a fuck. Um, I'm going to take TCU to stay undefeated and beat Baylor, but I think that game's going to be close. And uh, I think Illinois is going to play Michigan tough, but Michigan's going to end up beating them by fucking 30. So it'll be a tough first half. Michigan to pull away from them. Um, and watch out, midshipmen, you might pull off an upset 
against UCF, who's number 20 this year, uh, ranked number 20 right now after beating my boy Willie Fritz in Tulane last week. Uh, I was rooting for my boy Tulane, Willie Fritz. Let me. I want to get into something I want to break down. I want to get into a deep conversation real quick uh, before I break down the NFL games. Um, I want to break down something that's very, very uh, interesting. No one's talked about. Haven't heard this from anybody, and I can't wait to talk to Matt about it. But um, why are we so against retreads in fucking coaching, especially in college? College football retreads. Um, I'm very interested to get your take on this. I can't wait to talk to Matt about it. Um, It's something I've been thinking about. Why are we so against retreads because i gotta be honest with you i gotta be honest with you um let me ask you something real quick we fire a coach in the college level we pay him 20 million dollars to leave and it seems like it's probably one of the dumbest things you, you you can do right we see it over and over I call it recycling the same motherfuckers over and over and over. It's a recyclable business. All right. That's what it is. We know it's it's a recyclable business. What my what I'm wanna bring up though, and I'm gonna talk to Matt about is why would it be so bad since we're keep hoping and we're praying to find the next fucking Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll, fucking we keep hoping and praying to find the next Urban Meyer. We pay Mel Tucker 10 mil. We pay these guys. You know, we, we're hoping and praying to find a guy that can stay at one place and finally beat Ohio State and Jim Harbaugh. Finally back and undefeated again this year in the playoff uh, pitcher. Back-to-back seasons. Now we're seeing consistency in Michigan. Like, we're hoping and praying to find this guy. But yet you got Nebraska, who just continues to implode year after year after year with bad hire after bad hire. USC has done it in the last, for the last few years. We'll see how Lincoln Riley holds up. UCLA has done it for the last few years. We'll see if Chip Kelly's back or not. Um, Oregon's done it since Chip Kelly left. Miami, Florida State, and Florida, all three have done it over and over and been bad since Urban Meyer left, since Bobby Bowden basically left. You can say Jimbo won one, but fuck, that was a roster that was inherited, in my opinion. I still couldn't stand by it. And Miami hasn't done shit since 2001, fucking Frank Gore and them. So I'm just curious as to why we can't bring back Somebody that were was at the institution previously who had success but then faltered and floundered later. And then we said, oh, it's stale. Let's fire him, even though we're going to pay you out. Here's a prime example. Why wouldn't you bring back Gus Malzahn to Auburn? Why? Tell me why. See, other than egotistical fucking viewpoints you're going to give me, you cannot tell me that that would not be a great move. Let me tell you why. 
Gus Malzahn was there. He's beat Nick Saban, I believe, twice. He's been in the recruiting trails of things. He's from Arkansas. He's from that neck of the woods. He knows the landscape. He's been successful at Auburn. He's fucking won at Auburn. He's a dynamic play caller. He can recruit. He's done great things at Auburn. He got stale and stagnant, even though he never imploded like Harson's teams have. He's never had horrible, horrible seasons. He's always been in the mix, but what else can you expect? This is You're playing in Nick Saban's backyard. Why wouldn't you hire him again? Because of all those things I just mentioned. Plus, don't you think Malzahn learned a few fucking things that he did wrong or could do better and become even better? Like, it blows my mind that we want to go and try to get another guy. We don't know who he is, what he's done. Instead of bringing back a very competent guy who we liked, people like Gus in Auburn, don't get it twisted. Wasn't like he was hated. People liked him. And he may be able to do it better than ever before. So I just, I'm curious as to why no one thinks this way. And then I'm curious, I can't wait to break down some things like this um, with Matt later on. Exactly my point, Alex Drix. Brian Harson and Gus Malzahn have been paid $37 million to leave. Willie Taggart was paid $18 million to leave Florida State. Now, I'm not saying bring Willie Taggart. I'm not saying bring everyone back. What I'm saying is there is some retreads that you can bring back and will have success, in my opinion, because they've learned, they're willing to learn, and they were very, very close during their time there. Like, Bo Pelini would be a great fit in, in Nebraska again, but nobody's going to talk about it. I, I would say you fucked up with Frank Solich, but Frank Solich now is past his prime, obviously, as just being an elderly gentleman. I love Frank Solich to fucking death. Great coach, great man. But having said that, Bo Pelini is what Nebraska needs. They don't need a fluffy fucking yes man. They need a JB. <laughs> They ain't ever going to hire me. I'm just telling you who they need. They need a Bo Pelini. They need an Urban Meyer, which they'll never get. But they need a guy that's going to say, fuck you. I'm either in here because you're going to give me full autonomy and do it my way or get the fuck out. I'm not going to go there. Gus Malzahn did that at Auburn. They, when they allowed him to do that, he won. By the way, Gus Malzahn won a, won a natty as an OC on a – roster and in a organization which he later became the head coach of and later became and still beat Nick Saban Gus Malzahn is a great fit there I just am asking a question I'm not saying it'll happen I know it won't happen I'm just asking this question that I have never heard anyone bring up why can't a retread be a fit at another place that he was formerly at I just don't get it Gus Malzahn fits Auburn to a fucking T right now to a T, Gus Malzahn is the best fit that they can find. Just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. Hugh Freeze is a great fit at Ole Miss again if Lane Kiffin leaves. 
a great fit at Ole Miss, dog. He's beat Alabama. He's beat fucking LSU. He's beat those teams. Hugh Freeze is a great retread at Ole Miss if Lane Kiffin leaves. And I'm not so surprised. I'm not so sure that he's not a great fit at Auburn right now. Because he's been in the SEC. He's been in the landscape. He knows it. And he kids like him. He's done a hell of a job at Liberty, even though. Now, let me ask you this. Jim Moore is a great fucking retread at UCLA. See, people don't want to talk about it. He rubbed people the wrong way because he was an asshole. Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, he was winning. He was beating the shit out of SC a few years. And I just don't know. He brought a nasty fucking mentality to US, UCLA, which I wish they still had. And what he's done at UConn this year already has been impressive to say the least. And don't be surprised if Jim Moore is going to is 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 in the mix for one of these big gigs. Especially, I could see him at a Colorado, at an Arizona State. I could see Jim Mora getting one of these big gigs that are out there. Um, so, Kevin Sumlin's done twice the job that Jimbo Fisher's done in AM. Twice the job. I would I would not mind seeing Kevin Sumlin back in AM. Kids like him. He can recruit. He he can he he can bring in play callers offensively and defensively, and I'm just telling you. Um, now will it happen? No, it's not going to happen. By the way, Auburn's not a lateral move to Ole Miss. I know we're going to say that, but it's not. Auburn is not a lateral move. Sorry, <laughs> it's Auburn. It's Auburn. Auburn is a little bit deeper, a little bit bigger. Then, um, then, then that's cool. Sorry about that. Uh, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Um, so can't, can't go there. Uh, before Matt gets in here, I'm going to take a piss. Give me a coffee, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member and go on over to coachjbstore.com. Get you some merch. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Uh, my top 10. All right. I'm going to get into my top 10. Matt asked yesterday about my top 10, and he spit his out real quick. I'm going to pull mine up on the ticker below so the world can see. You can all fucking go, oh, fucking chat. 400 people are going to talk shit. I don't fucking care. So here we go. I'm going to go Tom Brady. Here we go. Before I pull it up, before, I know you guys saw everything. I'm going to use this criteria. You've had, for me, You've had to at least to be in my top five, have won a Super Bowl, been to Super Bowl, and just one of the elite of elite. All right. That is how my criteria kind of is. So here we go. Tom Brady, who's the GOAT as far as wins. I do not believe he's the best as far as skill set, but I do believe he's the best quarterback. All right. We're not going to get into that fucking thing uh, as far as winning and losing. Um, so Agreed. that's number one for me. Um, I got Troy Aikman because I believe Troy Aikman can travel to any era and be as accurate as any quarterback of all time. He is the fucking – people do not – you're 40 years old, Matt. How do you not believe in fucking Troy Aikman? You know how good he was? Do you realize how good he was? The second best quarterback of all time? Yeah, dog. Do you know how good Troy, Troy Aikman fucking was? Aikman? Do you know how good he was? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Elway, I got at three. I got Montana at four. Manning at five. Rodgers at six. Favre at seven. 
Uh, both of those are very close skill set wise. Both have a Super Bowl, been to two. Marino at eight. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, eight. Bradshaw at nine because he won so much. He's not as talented as anyone else. And Steve Young at 10 because of just he was the first lefty to really dominate his position. Um, that's my top 10. I'll just let it keep ticking, dog. I'm going to mute my channel. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have a problem with the rest of the top 10, but Troy Aikman even being on the list makes you're, me you're, just, you're shitting me, right? You're telling me, me Troy shit not a top 10 quarterback. No, here's mine. Brady, Manning, Elway, Montana, Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, oh, Steve, Steve Young, Mahomes, and Jim Kelly. See, this is the problem I have. With Troy this. fucking Aikman. Oh, dog. I, it, tr- Drew Brees couldn't hold Troy Aikman's fucking left nutsack from behind his asshole. Here, dude. Drew, yeah, Brees, Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman. Huh? Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman, bro. Oh my bro, God. Yes, bro, Danny White could have won those Super Bowls with those. This teams. is how I break. And, and people in the chat, Jim Kelly over Aikman. Really? Aikman beat Jim Kelly twice the Super Bowls, you dumb fuck. No, 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 no. Troy Aikman's team beat Jim Kelly. You so put Jim Kelly Aikman. on the. You put Jim oh, Kelly so on the so Cowboys. They went his team titles. beat fucking seven teams. Troy Aikman is maybe the most overrated quarterback ever. See, I, I, I almost think that I can say that about Tom Brady. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Oh, How can you say Tom Brady is overrated? Tom Brady played in the worst conference for 20 years of all time in the NFL history. Look, that's true. He played in the worst division ever. I, I know. I played in it. But and, he's not let me, let, me, let me break this down, though. If you compare Troy Aikman and Tom Brady and they we go out here on the park and go fucking throw the football around the park, it ain't even fucking close. Well, no one's saying that no one's ball. saying that Troy Aikman couldn't throw the ball. He was extremely accurate and he did a great job running the system that he was asked to run. What what but, did he do bad? What up, what up, what up? I can't wait till Matt gets his ass back in here. Um uh, I can't wait to break this shit down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh what a classic. Um I want to get into some college real quick, real fast before Matt gets in here. I got I got these teams that still have playoff hopes. I want to look at the strength of schedule. All right. Tennessee, they got the number three strength of schedule. They got South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt beat Kentucky. That's a fucking huge loss right there for them. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Kentucky. Uh, Will Levis got to be sliding down, but he keeps climbing the draft board. I don't understand that one. LSU number 11 strength of schedule. UAB fucking shocker and Texas A&M. And then the SEC championship game um, versus Georgia um, is what it seems, right? TCU uh, has a 38th ranked schedule, strength of schedule. They got Baylor, Iowa State. Iowa State's going to be a tough one at the end there with the defense they play. Uh, And then they got the Big 12 championship versus several different possible teams. Georgia's got the number 44 ranked schedule, strength of schedule. They got Kentucky. Georgia Tech is always going to be interesting because it's a rivalry. And then the SEC championship game versus LSU, right? Uh, Clemson's got the 55th strength schedule. 
They got Miami this week, South Carolina, and the ACC championship game versus North Carolina, which I think North Carolina can beat them. Number two, Ohio State has the 60th strength of schedule. Um, 60th. Uh, they have Maryland um, and then Michigan. And then the winner of that will play the Big Ten title game against several possible teams. USC has 65th strength of schedule. They got UCLA and Notre Dame. I don't know how UCLA and Notre Dame is not harder than UAB and Texas A&M. Can someone explain that to me? Can somebody explain how UCLA and Notre Dame isn't better than UAB and Texas A&M? How is LSU have the number 11 ranked strength of schedule remaining? It's not even possible. It's not even fucking possible. I'd rather play fucking AM and UAB than UCLA and Notre Dame. <laughs> like, are you fucking joking me? I it, it blows my mind how they give the SEC so much fucking love with this strength of schedule shit. They're playing UAB, who UCLA already played. But we played them week one, not week eleven. Um how is Ohio State 60th strength of schedule and they have fucking Michigan left? Like, it doesn't fucking make sense. This shit doesn't make sense. It's fucking stupid. I'm tired of hearing about it. The Pac-12 is basically still wide open. There are three teams with one loss, and Utah and Washington have two. Um, that's going to be an intriguing deal, how USC, UCLA, Utah, and Oregon match up, fare out, and win, and, and how this thing ends up unfolding. Um, man, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a big time, great friend of mine, uh, coach Rolo, uh, Rolovich, who was the head coach at Washington state who left because he didn't get the shot, who just filed the lawsuit. Uh, we've been talking, uh, he's going to come on the show. Um, he's going to come on the show, uh, one day. Um, and, uh, there's going to be a lot to discuss with him. Um, um i can't wait to have rollo on we we visited hawaii at the same time um on our recruiting visits out of juco uh nick was a juco kid at san francisco community college up north i was a juco kid at compton we both visited hawaii that's how we kind of uh always been cool and then he recruited my kids for a long time um so Interesting. Um, he'll probably he probably blackball dog. I don't know. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm gonna ask him that. But you know, he could be blackballed like me. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Who knows? Um, I want to break down this TCU Baylor game. TCU only beats bowl eligible teams by seven points a game this year. Uh, they have found a way to win close games all year, though. Uh, they have a huge target on their back right now, and Baylor wants to bring it down. I know that. Can CCU win out and make the Big 12 championship playoff uh, game a playoff game for them? I don't know. Um, Tennessee travels to South Carolina. Um, listen, they blew out Missouri. South Carolina has shocked a few teams this year, played a few teams tougher than we thought. But can Tennessee make another statement win and blow out South Carolina? Um, South Carolina started out 5-2, and two, and since they're falling to 6-4, and four, so with losses to fucking Missouri and Florida. 
Uh, if they were to beat those teams, shit, South Carolina would be in the mix. So do they have what it takes to keep Tennessee close? I don't know. Number 24, Oklahoma State's playing Oklahoma, Battle of Bedlam. Uh, does Venables get this disappointing 5-5 five and five season, or does Gundy stay on top with the victory? Can't wait to ask Matt about something Gundy did. And uh, Mike Gundy's been at Oklahoma State 18 years, has a career record of 3-14 and 14 against the Sooners. Um, but he did win the game last year, 37-33. So um, curious to see uh, how this unfolds. Battle of Bedlam. Battle of Bedlam. Um, my main man. You look clear, clear. Today was a good day, shirt on. Fucking, it's Friday. Everybody has a fuck. We can't get fired on our day off. We got to keep going. Matt always loves his phone. He don't know what he's doing yet. Hear me? Got Matt has a little technical difficulties. We'll just watch him. Today was a good day. Can't hear you. Um, I love Matt and the technolo technological advancements that the world faces, and then he struggles with today. I struggle with the same shit. So you gotta love it. You gotta love real live, raw, and uncut shows. Um. You got to love it. You there? I am. There you go. You got to love the technologically advanced uh, world we live in. And me and oh, you. I, I hate it, bro. I'm the worst. I'm worse. Got, I'm I, worse. Been, I see I, some shit you do, homie. You have to have a team because some of the shit you do, I'm like, there's no fucking way I could do that. No, I don't even have a team. I got one guy. Travis, my COO, helps me twice a week. But other than that, I do everything. And I, I despise technology. I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> uh, you remember, you remember back in the early two thousands when the like when Metallica was suing people for downloading music. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a junior in college. I had just come off of a medical redshirt year. I broke my leg in camp, and it's two thousand three. I'm walking off the field after a two a day, and the uh, sports information director at CU, the great Dave Platty, comes up to me and goes. Hey, uh, Rolling Stones wants to talk to you. And I'm like, fuck, Rolling Stones wants to talk to me? Shit, yeah. I'm a huge metalhead, so I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, do they have an all-American team? Like, I'm a fucking badass. And I walk over there, and this little nerdy, little goth little motherfucker reporter <laughs> sticks a microphone in my face and goes, Mr. McChesney, how does it feel to be sued by the RIAA? And I was like, what the fuck is the RIAA? And he's like, the Recording Institute Association of America. And I was like, What? And Platty pulls me away and like, he's like, yeah, I didn't know that was, that's what it was. Yada, yada. I go back to my house that night, like an hour later, you've been served this thick, like 8,000 songs, tons of porn, <laughs> movies, all kinds of shit. Like all my boys came over and like downloaded all this shit. So it's like Metallica, Manson, Garth Brooks, Shania Twain. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't listen to this country shit. And, uh, and so it's called the reverse lottery. The RIAA comes and takes your shit. I was one of 256 people in the country to get sued for downloading music. Um, <laughs> they took my computer and everything. Like the FBI raided my house. 
I had to do my thesis on a typewriter. <laughs> God so, damn. Yeah, dog. I'm a. I, I don't. I I'd be cool in a cave with a rotary telephone and a fucking answer machine. Hey, me too. I, I hear you on that. Uh, I want to show off with a bang here. I want to. I want to get into uh, Gundy's. Uh, Gundy came out and and, and said uh, the rivalry in Bedlam this week isn't what it used to be. Kids talk to each other all the time. They're all friends. When I was at Midwest City, we didn't talk to the guys at Dell City. We wanted to take their girls. Um, that is something that I say every day. I think me and you say that all the time. Um, thank you. Yes, exactly. And I hate Gundy with a passion. Me and him hate each other, actually. So it's mutual. Um, I booted him out of my office. Uh, he's a, uh, what I call a bitch made cat. So, but he, me- he is right in this regard. No, I, I'm fucking glad somebody said it, uh, with a platform. Um, we have been saying it, Matt. Me and you have been well, saying this for fucking months. So why can't nobody understand that we are living a seven-on-seven generation where everyone's homies. They all kick it. They're cool. We want to sign each other's jerseys after the game, and we want to do these things. Like, this ain't no rivalry no more. SC plays UCLA this weekend, Matt. That ain't no fuck. Nobody's even talking about it here. Yeah, it's a, look, the rivalries are with the – uniforms these days unfortunately and i agree with gundy i mean i i grew up in the big 12 era of colorado football where my entire family's from nebraska i wanted to go to cu to beat their ass they were our main rival and still are and we'll send them to the same conference um we you know i i think college football is built on playing your rivals and beating your rivals for substantial things you know and even if you're not in the same conference, you can still play. Florida and Florida State play. Clemson and South Carolina play. Like, the fact that college football is going to to the to the seven on seven. And look, I I'm a I can't sit here and, and act like I'm absolved from that. My facility caters to all types of different players that play all over the place that end up playing against each other. So I do have a hand in that, and I don't really know how I feel about it, honestly. But it is the nature of the game these days. That said, the rivalry aspect of college football is what makes it awesome. It's what makes it it's what makes it so much fun because it's so much different than the NFL. Um, but now kids can leave. They can play different places. You can go play for your rival. And it is way different. And the feeling around the games is way different. And there's no real animosity anymore between players and programs. It's all fabricated fake twitter like beef and i i think it's it's pathetically terrible for college football bro like the entire the entire my entire life as a young man was built around a college football rivalry against my family and another state and the entire recruiting process was built around that nebraska trying to get me to flip committing to colorado when i was a sophomore like hanging up on Frank Solich. Frank Solich called my house the night before signing day and tried to flip me. And I said, Frank, no disrespect, but don't ever call this house again. I will see you the day after Thanksgiving for the next four years. Click. That's what rivalry is supposed to be. So the fact that Bedlam, they're not going to play it anymore. They don't play Colorado, Nebraska anymore. They're not going to play you know, they don't play Pitt, West Virginia anymore. Hey, I got like, time out. Time out real quick. Time out. Did you call that man? Frank or coach? I said Frank. 
fucking shitbird. You were a shitbird. I would have cussed your ass out. Nah, I'm not a shitbird. I'm a buffalo, and that's a husker. You want my respect, you earn it. Fuck that. Coach Solich already earned it. Frank, don't call this house again, Frank. Fucking Matt's a shitbird, everybody. Everyone You're goddamn right. I'm the shittiest of the birds. Fucking shitbird. Right well, here look, on look. TV. Hey, check this out. So uh, if you if you think that's bad, my senior year, we're playing them in Lincoln, and Bill Callahan's the coach. And Jamal Lord, hi, Dutch. Jamal Lord is their quarterback. Or not, not Jamal Lord. Joe Daly's their quarterback. And we're playing them in Lincoln, and I crush this dude out of bounds right in front of Callahan. And Callahan's like, oh, that's a flag. And I stand up and go, hey, shut the fuck up, Bill. Go back on the sideline. And then guess who my first offensive line coach was in the league? Bill, Bill Callahan. <laughs> One of the best so, ever. Football, football karma's a bitch, bro. And some, you know, sometimes you got to eat crow. I had to apologize. Be like, look, I'm sorry I called you Bill. That was fucked up. You're a coach. But yeah, yeah, it was a shitbird move, but don't coach at Nebraska and I won't be disrespectful. Fuck them. Hey, I got to bring up a topic. I want to bring up a topic uh, I just brought up. I thought of it last few nights. Uh, I've been thinking about this deep in deep solidarity. Um, oh, God. <laughs> why don't we retread coaches more, um, especially certain ones? Like, I don't say – I don't want to retread everybody. Uh, just, just hear me out here. I think there's certain coaches that have been at certain places that can come back and do good or great even. Um, I think we're looking for the next Dabo, the next Urban, the next Saban, the next Carroll. We keep doing this over and over at places like Nebraska, Miami, Florida State, Colorado. We keep trying to replace the guys that were once great there. We're trying. We're still looking for Bobby Bowden at Florida State. We're still looking for Dennis Erickson um, at, at Miami. We're still looking for Jimmy Johnson at Miami. We're still looking for Pete Carroll at SC. Tom and, Osborne, Gary Barnett. Yeah, they can't find these guys anymore. I agree. All right, so let me ask you this, and here's my theory. I have have gone down the list here, and I've looked through guys, and I'm sitting here thinking, this guy who was at this place is a great retread because not only did he do good here, let's just break down. Let's go Gus Malzahn. I already mentioned it in the show already. I think Gus Malzahn is a great fucking hire at Auburn again right now. Yeah, they should hire him right now. They never should have fired him. Uh, that's my point. But not, that's not only my point of saying that, Matt, but but he beat Saban. He knows the landscape. He was successful. He won a national title as the OC there. He he knows the dynamic. He gets recruiting. Kids like him. Nobody didn't have an issue. Nobody had an issue with him. It got stale. I love when admins say, oh, it became stale. We had to move on. Well, Matt, how much better do you think Malzahn will be this time around? Because he knows what the fuck he didn't do right and what he can get better at. He's a great guy as a retread. Do you agree or disagree? I, th I think it's a great hire for Auburn if they were to go down that road. I think that it would show humility on their part, too, to go back and be like, look, we made a mistake. And then it would be good for him to go back and say, look, I made some mistakes, too, and we can fix this. I, look, this, this illusion that everybody in college football has got to be playing for a conference title or, you know, you've got to be 10 wins every year. We're going to fire you. It's horseshit. It doesn't. It's not real. 
it's only real at like maybe three or four schools. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and now maybe Michigan. But for years, Michigan wasn't there. Auburn, Auburn's there every now and then. LSU has a good year every now and then. LSU was 4-8 last year. Now they're 10-2. So sometimes you hit the skids. And every time you have to like reload a recruiting class or now a transfer portal class or whatever, you have to go out and recruit and develop because you just graduate. Like LSU graduated the Joe Burrow class and all those draft picks and receivers. Well, shit, you're, not prob- you're probably not going to be very good the next year. And that doesn't mean your coach should get fired necessarily. It means you should let them build their program and continue to recruit. So I think that one of the problems in college football right now is a lack of patience and a lack of ability for the coaching or for the fan base and the administration to say, okay, they're building something here. We're going to let them. Now, that said, I also think there's not a quick enough trigger when you know shit is bad. Like if you know somebody's bad and they're not supposed to be the coach there, I don't think that there should be a two-year window to see if they can figure it out because then they're just going to bury the program. So I agree. Let me ask. I mean, you it, it's it's a tricky situation. Let me ask you this: How many of the retreads that we're talking about that we think can be great fits back at their predecessor or at their former employer? Um, do you think what's what has a fuck you mentality like me and you possibly would have? Because none of them. Malzahn may say, fuck you. I'm not going back there, motherfucker. You fired me. Oh, well, okay. That kind of mentality. I thought, like, go there and be like, man, fuck uh, you. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, um, I, you know, like, if Independence calls me back and says, hey, coach, would you come back? Probably fucking no. Yeah, no. Uh, so, so, look, if, Malz- if, if Auburn called Malzahn and said, we want you to come back from UCF, and I was Gus, I would absolutely rape them for every dime that they have. Because they already fired you once after you had one bad year. So, like, well, who's to say they're not going to pull the rug out from you under under again? And I think that a, a big part of college coaching we're not talking about is the stability for the man. He's not just a coach. That that's, He's a man with a family. And, like, you know, the, they're talking about Lane Kiffin. Well, he's got young daughters or, or high school-age daughters, and they're immersed in Oxford and – I'm sure that he's playing Auburn to get more money out of Ole Miss, as he should. That's the way this works. So there's a human aspect this, to this as well. And, you know, guys that are getting up and moving once, twice, three times every five years, that shit is weighing on the family too. So I would imagine that Malzahn, if you want him to leave UCF when they're going to the Big 12, and he goes undefeated in the Big 12, he's getting into the playoff. So – you know, he doesn't need Auburn. Auburn needs Gus. And that's that's a bad place to be if you're a football program and a good place to be if you're a coach. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I like the retread. I, I do. Like, I lo- I think Bobby Petrino's a fucking top 10 NCAA football coach. People don't talk about. He's at Missouri State right now, FCS, doc- doing a hell of a job up there. And that – Louisville's probably not a place he'll go back to because of how he left. I'm not saying all guys are retreads, but I do think there are some good ones out there. And and I, and I mean, I'll be honest, if I was Arizona State, Colorado, or fucking one of these teams, I'd be knocking on Bobby Petrino's fucking front door right now. Yeah, so that's my question that. to you. If you're if you're Colorado, who do you who do you hire in Coach JB's eyes? Petrino, number one. Bobby Petrino's number one. Okay. 
You know, yeah, I mean, that, 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 coach, that coaching you know, search take forever. So. You know who would be my number one? You know what? I, I, I Let me retract it. Uh, the reason I got, I'll say this guy over Petrino is because he has the West Coast Pac-12 ties. I would say for the job he's done and, and rejuvenated his career, so to speak, I think he's climbed the board. And I just got off the phone earlier this morning with my agent, and you know him as well. Uh, Jim Mora could mm, very well, yep, could very well be the next guy at Arizona State or Colorado. Yeah, and if Jim Mora came to Colorado with his West Coast ties, and he just took a hapless, hapless UConn team, like the worst team I've ever seen play football last year, it is a fucking bowl game, bro. UConn's in a yeah, UConn's in a bowl game, dog. Liberty beat Arkansas. Yeah, they, they beat Boston College. They beat. They beat Liberty. They they beat some good teams this year. So hats off to Jim Mora uh, Jr. up a, up at UConn. I, look, if they were to go that route, I, I'd be doing jumping jacks. I just well, I you say, don't, you don't know. Hey, I'm just spitting. I'm just saying this out here loud now. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. I don't want to say too much, but you know, Noel would probably be there too. Well, good because then I'd probably be there too. Maybe knock on wood. Uh, but I will say this stability in college coaching is huge. It's huge for recruiting. Um, I played for the same head coach and the same position coach for five years, and I was pretty lucky. That doesn't usually happen. So that's what you want to look for as a player. But now now the, the coaches have to kind of be weary of this too because you have, the, the players aren't looking for a father figure that's going to help them develop into an NFL talent now. They're looking for NIL money and they think they're special. And like, if you, if you tell them something too hard or you coach them too hard or you push them too hard, you'll probably push them away and they'll just transfer. I mean, I'm telling you right now, again, I'll, I'll say this. I said this yesterday, the number of calls that I'm getting at six zero Academy right now to transfer is unbelievable. It seems like every single kid that's out there, the guys I don't even work with are reaching out to me to help them transfer. And that is, like, if, if everyone transfers from your team, does anyone have a team? Does anyone, is anybody going to play there? Do, I, do we have to transfer in an entire new roster everywhere? So I think the transfer portal is going to be overrun this offseason. Um, I want to get into some, uh, some fun stuff here. Uh, I want to break down. Uh, I want you to have a look at this and tell me what you think. Um I'll blow it up. Uh, these are the, the the plus and minuses next to the name, obviously, is what they've gone uh, over the last week or so. Uh, Vikings, number one. They've gone up from number two to number one. Um, are you okay with that? With the win they had, yeah. All right. The Chiefs have gone up a spot uh, to number two. That's kind of where I had them anyway. The Eagles have dropped to three. The Giants bumped up. Are the Giants the fourth best team in the NFL? No. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you would put the Dolphins above the Giants, right? I would put, I, I would put the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Niners, and the Titans and the Bucks above the Giants. Okay, I I just I'm, I just think Vanilla Vic and the Giants are a fraud. I think that they're they're good. They're playing well. Debo, uh, Brian Debo's got them going in the right direction. But 
I don't think that they'll – if they make the playoffs, they'll be out in the first round. Uh, the 49ers, to me, are a hype. I'm, I'm, I've watched them up close last week. Uh, I got to be honest. I know you. I know – I know I've talked I like to – I've talked to Lombardi. I've talked to Chase Sr. who covers them. Uh, I know I get all the whole roster and all this. I, I don't see it, Matt. I, I got to be honest. This could be a new argument. We could fight and everyone's going to say we hate each other on this one. I but let me ask you this. They don't have an outside threat, number one. That's true. Debo's not an outside threat. Either no, he's not. IU. No, they're both six-footers. They're move guys. You know football as well as I know football, Matt. These guys are guys you got to get the ball to in space. you got to get, yep. you got to design things for them. Um, All of his weapons are like that. Zone, why they struggle in the red zone, I saw it up close last week, is because when you get in the low red and Kittle is your primary source of income and you bracket him, double him, and you put a sandbacker on the line and give him a little release problem, and then you bracket him with a strong and a sandbacker. You don't have any outside wideout threat, and you don't have a quarterback to throw an outside wideout threat. You now have a problem. You have McCaffrey and Kittle in the low red that you got to use in combination concepts to try to score and try to do reverses with Debo and try to do all this shit. It's going to come down to it ain't enough in the playoffs, dog. And I see this team as another team that is not going to get past a quality D coordinator who's just going to keep shit in front, bracket Kittle, and make Debo beat you from a variety of different fucking nuances. And I don't see it. Yeah, and if they end up playing Philly or the Cowboys in the playoffs, which they're probably going to play one of them, you'd have to assume that that's the way the defenses are going to attack them. Although San Francisco did beat Dallas last year in the playoffs. So how do you feel about the Eagles? I know that yesterday we talked about Jalen Hurts. Um, you I'm don't think Jalen believer, dog. I'm not a huge believer. Uh, you don't think Hurts can can win Philly a Super Bowl? No, not even close. Uh you know why? We broke Nick, it Nick down. Foles me, and won Sean, a Super Bowl. me and Sean broke it down. Like, this is why though, Matt. And I, I like what he's doing. We broke him down as one of our top three MVP candidates yesterday on our show because because of what he's done, he's eight and one, and, and he's done some great things. But 17 completions, he had 175 yards. Tannehill had last night had 20 completions for 350. Uh, the difference is we're throwing balls in the teeth of the defense when it matters. Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball horizontally, laterally, getting it out quick. Uh, we're not throwing anything in the teeth of the defense. And as you know, it's going to oh, be similar. I, I, I don't know about that. He's assaulting people downfield with A.J. Brown. He's throwing for 175 yards a game, bro. That's true, but that doesn't mean the ball's not going down the field. It's a well, limited it, amount well, of time. It can't be true if it's not if it's 175 yards. I mean, what do you mean? Well, I, I what what's his average yards completion? That that's really what's important to me because it, it's so much supplemented with the ground game. Yeah, he's like six point one or something. That's not very good. He's and he does and he has thirteen touchdowns, three picks. Like he doesn't throw enough touchdowns to me. He doesn't throw for enough yards to me. Because, but he's got 10 rushing touchdowns, too. So, really, that number's skewed. Not really, because there hasn't been a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that's had a three to two-to-one ratio at touchdowns to interception. Okay, so I want to have a conversation about the running quarterback thing. Is Steve Young a running quarterback? He was in the beginning, but he changed. He changed. When he won a Super Bowl, he was not. I, I agree. He was the highest-rated passer in football. I had the highest-rated uh, com- completion percentage quarterback rating in history for a really, really long time. Okay. Um 
All right. I was just, just wondering your thoughts on that because I, I saw a graphic earlier about running quarterbacks and shit, and he was on it. Let me ask you this. Uh, a very interesting topic. Lamar Jackson. So everybody knows. Lamar Jackson became like top five in rushing quarterbacks of all time behind Randall Cunningham. Uh, he's up there with, with him and Vic. And Russell Wilson was surprisingly in that mix. Um it's funny you said that and brought that question up. Russell Wilson, I don't take as a runner either. I take him as an improviser with his feet, and he used his feet well when he was young, especially when he was young, when he was at his prime and when he was the best he's ever been. He manipulated the pocket with his feet. He threw the ball great on the run. He was a great deep ball thrower on the run. Um, you know, probably one of the best I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Um, and now he's a figment of what he was. I don't know what happened, but – for him to be up there and for Lamar to be chasing Russell Wilson, is that a shock to you? No, Wilson's been in the league a long time. He ran for a good bit of it when he was young. Um, they'll overtake him. I mean, Fields is Fields is also exploding on the scene right now as a runner. So, I, I look, the running quarterback is sexy. It's fun to watch. They're explosive. But, again... Show me one that's won a Super Bowl, and I'll start doing jumping jacks. So, you know, it's if I'm Philadelphia, I think in the back of my mind, I have to realize that the Super Bowl year, we had an MVP quarterback until he got hurt, and the backup led us to a title, and it was kind of, I'm not going to say lucky, because their defense was awesome, and their pass rush was just incredible, but... I mean, the Bears game that year and Cody Parkey and just it was kind of some Philadelphia lucky shit. And I know Eagle fans don't like that, but, you know, you were the underdogs for a reason. You were underdogs in every game. You're wearing the underdog mask. You can't tell me that a little bit of Philly luck didn't come into that. Yeah. Um, hey, Freddie Mac, uh, I, I, I didn't mean that he's averaging 175 yards a game, Jalen Hurts. I meant he threw for 175 last game. And that's what I'm saying based on completions. I didn't – so hopefully I didn't misspeak or you took it the wrong way. I, I know he's throwing for more than 175 a game. What I'm saying is his completions per yards is not equivalent to a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I think personally they can do it, but it's that's my opinion. Hey, on this list right here, who do you like on this list? Uh, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you, dog. I – Unless the NFL is just so soft and we have accepted mediocrity as our new excellence, which we believe we have. Fuck, dude. There's not a team that scares me like back in the day, like where we knew the back in the day old Cowboys were the team or the Patriots. Yeah, dude. I think that anybody – I mean, honestly, I think anybody from like Cincinnati up could – could? Well, Yeah. They, they probably could win a Super Bowl if, like, things go right. I don't really think there's one really dominant team. There's some really good players that are going to separate teams in the playoffs, but there's there's no team where you're like, yeah, they're just going to roll everybody and, and hoist a trophy the way that those Niner teams did, the Cowboy teams, you know, the 85 Bears, the, the even the Parcel Giants teams, you know, with the exception of the – team that they beat uh buffalo with they you know that team that beat the broncos was killing people and 
you know, it's just most of the time the dominant team wins. Some of the time they don't, but most of the time the dominant team wins. And right now, I mean, Minnesota's not dominant. Philadelphia's not dominant. Kansas City's playing really well because of Mahomes, but they're not dominant. The Giants came out of nowhere. The Dolphins are the first time they're 7-3 since 2001. The Ravens are a crapshoot. They're Jacqueline and Hyde. You never know what you're going to get. The Cowboys have Dak Prescott, so <laughs> uh, the Jets have the, the Manhattan Milf Hunters, so I don't think that they're – I mean, unless he shows me something in the next eight games, I, I, I don't think that they're for real as a Super Bowl contender. They're the definitely Niners have, eight. Yeah, the, the, the Niners have fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. So, I, I, the tight look, the Titans are very intriguing to me, but they have Ryan Tannehill. So, ah, man, I, man, I want like, Tannehill's an underrated guy to me, man. He, he, he is underrated, but in the playoffs, he is just so bad so far. Hey, let me ask He's you this. So bad. So you, would, you would make your cut at number 16. The commanders and that whole right side is gone to you. Right. Well, because I don't see any of them getting into the playoffs. At Chargers, Chargers would be the they, only. They one, could be. They could make a run. Herbert's pretty fucking good, but their deep like that defense Colts. is so loaded. They suck. The Colts could make a run in that shitty AFC South, I guess. But I think the Titans are going to run away with that division. Yeah, they don't play each other again either. Yeah, the Titans already beat their ass. And Tennessee's on a little bit of a run right now. They got a mini bye. The middle of the season. Derrick Henry last night. I mean, good fucking God. You want to talk about old school football. I, I, I just, I wrote this down in my notes, but Tennessee last night was watching a throwback and Green Bay didn't know how to prepare for it. And they, and yes, I know they were holding Henry to a good clip, but he still went off. He had the huge screenplay and a multitude of carries. I Look, as an offensive lineman, there's nothing better than grinding you out for four yards of carry. And as a defensive lineman, there's nothing fucking worse than getting grinded out on an 18-play drive for a four-yards carry. It's fucking terrible. So the fact that they just ground him up like that on the ground last night in Lambeau and totally took the game out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, he couldn't do shit. In the first half, they had he had 11 attempts, you know, and, and Tennessee had like 40 fucking plays or something. So that's the way you beat greatness. That's the way you beat great quarterbacks. You keep them off the field. And Derrick Henry is just... I don't know how much longer this guy can play at this level because he he's really showing me something right now. He's slowly, he's slowly becoming a, a like he he's fuck it. He is. He's a top five back in my opinion. Uh, he is fucking special, bro. Top five back in the league. In my in in NFL history, in my opinion, he's fifth. Yeah, that's just it's my opinion. You, you can get Derrick Henry's not. You can't see him as a top five running back? Of he can't be fifth? Not in history. Ah, come on. Not in history. Back-to-back but... rushing titles, 2,000-yard season. All he needs is he, he gets one fucking MVP or one Super Bowl, and it's, he's got an MVP. He gets think, a Super Bowl think, and his first ballot. I think we talk about – we say what we see. We see great athletes now, greater than we've ever seen. Like Derrick Henry is, is Eddie George-esque. Right, as far as size, tree trunk legs can go. He can run. Um, he can catch it. You know, he's a fucking physical specimen. We've seen a few of these guys before: Bo, Eric Dickerson, Earl Campbell. Um, 
Eddie George. I put I put Dick in the top five, and then Barry Emmett and Sweetness. Yeah, I, yeah, Emmett's not in my top five or top ten. Um, top ten? What? The yeah. the all time leading wrestler had, in NFL I've history is not in your top ten. I've had this argument on national TV. With Come Jason. on, dog. What? I've had this national cover. I've had this argument. I already got blasted on so on 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 the world saw the Whitlock at where I said no, he's not. Um, so you love both. Troy Aikman, but don't like don't like Emmett. Fuck Emmett right. made Troy. Huh? You love Troy Aikman, but don't like Emmett. Emmett Fuck made right. Troy. Fucking right. You're right. He did. I agree. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Emmett Smith made Troy Aikman, bro. Without Emmett Smith in that offensive line, Troy Aikman's a fucking Danny White. Yep. And I'm doing this on purpose because I got to get off in three minutes. <laughs> Man. Dog. Fucking Danny White. You think Danny uh, White's the top five quarterback? Uh, you're going to have me fucking hot. Emmett Smith was fucking. <laughs> I don't even know if Emmett Smith would start in the league this right now. What? He wouldn't Come even start. On, dude. There's no him. way you believe this shit. If you want to talk about athletically gifted guys like Derek, like Derek Henry, I'm talking about heart. In the league, Emmett right Smith. Now. Emmett Smith is pure fucking heart and oh. work his. Oh my god, dog! Yes, but he Matt, has the we best don't care about life. heart no more. I do. I do care I about heart. Do. But Derek do. Henry wouldn't even be doing what he's doing back in our day. Dog, Derek Henry, you give Derek Henry the Great Wall of Dallas and he rushes for 3,000 yards. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Why is Emmitt Smith so fucking good then? Well, hold on. Walter Payton's offensive lines with Jimbo Colbert and those boys were fucking really good. Yeah. The only guy out of that entire group that didn't have a good offensive line was Barry. No, Eric Dickerson had a hell of an O-line. And O-line that's, that's, and- I said the only guy that didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dickerson yeah, yeah. had Slater on them boys, so he had dudes. Yeah, but Barry Barry Sanders didn't have shit. Barry Barry Sanders had fucking Rodney Pete and Scott oh, Mitchell. Say, no, no, you do the scenario yesterday with me, fucker. Let's swap Barry Sanders and fucking Emmitt Smith. Well, Emmitt Smith's yeah. a fucking Hall of Famer in Detroit. Fuck no. No, but Barry Sanders is the number one player at that position ever. So if you so put I'm not, him in I'm Dallas, not putting Barry in front of Detroit, Emmett. Guess what? You don't even hear who Emmitt Smith is right well, now. That, I I think that that is. Probably the case with every running back. Other he than can't Barry, be a yeah. top five guy of all time. Because He's the leading rusher in national football league history. Wrong. Now, Emmett Smith is a top five back. No, Anybody that doesn't not. think that is retarded. Come on. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Remedial. Just like my man Ice Cube would say, you're remedial. What's that mean? Retarded. <laughs> hey, I watched. Uh, I watched Sorry, not uh, to offend anybody. I watched Sean Salisbury last night on. Uh, on that fucking show, on that movie. God damn, I can't think of the name. It's with uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Rob Schneider in them. Uh, the uh, the baseball movie? Yeah. Where uh, he's like the bully coach? <laughs> hey, I had to hit him up last night. I'm like, dude, you said retarded like six times. And you and you, and you, you said can't say mother- that word anymore. <laughs> hey, he said the F word too. I was yeah. loving it. I'm going to watch yeah, I mean, movie every night. Um, it's, that's a pretty funny movie. I'm not going to lie. Hey, real fast before you get out of here, uh, UCLA SC, who you got? Uh, I, you know, just because I, 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 know, I know the way the world works, bro. I'm taking UCLA and the Rose Bowl. I think that they upset them. I, I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think the Pac-12 shits on themselves and doesn't get in the playoff. I'm with you. Oregon, Utah. Oh, man. In Eugene, do I see them losing back-to-back to Washington and Utah on senior day? 
Yeah, I do. Utah's got the Utah has the recipe to beat Oregon's ass. They crushed them twice last year. Um, maybe Dan Landing, who I love and is a, a buddy of mine, can get his defense up to snuff to play this Smash Mouth team. But I wouldn't be surprised if Utah ends up winning the Pac-12 again, just coming out of nowhere and playing in the Rose Bowl. So Utah is really good. Um. All right, real fast. There is no really, you know, you know, Alabama gets to play the powerhouse Austin P this week. They so. sure do. Such a great game. Hey, LSU gets to play UAB. UAB. Wow, what an incredible game. And Mississippi State gets to play like Mercer. Mercer, awesome. Those are uh, three excellent games in the SEC. Those are the kind of games we want to see in November to get into the playoff. That's what I just said. If Alabama gets points from Fucking from anything, joke. it's a joke. Hey, uh, NFL wise, who you got? Um, who you got? You got a uh, real quick. I think the Colt. Does Jeff Saturday get the Colts to upset Philly? No way. Philadelphia's going to run Indianapolis. Look, Indianapolis is good on defense, so maybe I shouldn't say run. But Darius Leonard's not there. He had just had back surgery. I don't. Even though Indy's interior line is really good, their tackles aren't. And you can't double-team people in Philly anymore. And keep in mind, Philly just went out and signed fucking Adamican Sue and who else did they sign? And Linville Joseph in back-to-back days. So essentially, Monday Night Football, the Redskins ran the ball down their throat. And they were like, fuck this. And they went and got Fletcher Cox and Adamican Sue and Linville Joseph to clog up the middle so they can isolate pass rushers. So now they got Robert Quinn, Graham, Cox, Sue, Linvel Joseph, Hargraves, fucking the 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 Derek Barnett. They got dudes falling out of the fucking rafters in Philly to rush the passer. And they're just gonna rotate in defensive linemen that are fresh and beat the shit out of the Colts. So I think Indy I think Philadelphia's got Indy's number this week. But the Bronco Raider game is very interesting. I'm actually going to altitude right now to talk about that for the next two hours. 92.5 Denver, if anybody wants to listen, we'll be on uh hey, shout out, TikTok Pop, Live. You guys a shout out yesterday on his show. Yeah, and they were. We were. Uh, my station was on uh, on McAfee's show yesterday. You got to talk to Pat, man. See if I can jump on his show and talk about this. But we're going to be talking about Russell Wilson and the Audibles. <laughs> Did you like hey, that so video well, I posted? Give, give this give this fan base because I didn't catch McAfee. I saw it late. Uh, you didn't. You don't know what's going on. What was the discussion? So, so my boy Tyler Columbus, who I played with at CU, and we played with the Broncos together. He's on the show right after me at noon, and. He was talking to somebody, somebody that's on the team or or one of the uh, guys that's there behind the scenes, which was confirmed by one of the reporters as well, that Russell Wilson is using the audible from Seattle in games. And co- guys on the field are like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? That's why I posted the, the Any Given Sunday video last night. Like, Black 70, Black Star, what the fuck does that mean? There is no play like that. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Russell Wilson is essentially out there. And, and look, I don't know how severe this is because we all know that terminology changes everywhere, but scheme is the same. So, he might just be a little confused. But, but that said, if you're using Seattle terminology in Denver, that's probably a reason why the offense looks so fucking terrible. The number one scoring defense in the NFL and the number 32 scoring offense in the NFL. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time it's happened in like, I don't know, 50 years or some shit, maybe longer. So it's really bad. I'll be on 92.5 today for two hours from 10 to noon. I'll be putting it on TikTok Live. 
Uh, and shit, man, we'd love to jump on McAfee's show and talk some shit. So I'll hit up Pat. I'll hit up Pat and see if he can get you guys on. Uh, I can't go on TikTok Live. They banned me. So they banned uh, you. What'd you do? Because I, I go live with me and you, and me and you use words that are expletives. And I, I curse on I like curse it. on TikTok Live all the time. They don't ever say anything to me. Oh, they just shut me down. They banned me every time. I, so I, I can go back live. Let me see. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I can go back live on TikTok on the 23rd. Uh, you've, been, you've, been sus- you've been suspended for cruel language. You get, bad man. Every week, every week. Hey, so in the great hey, words the way, of the hey, dude. Way, get your fucking ass up and take those goddamn kids to their fucking mom's house so you can yeah. work them out. <laughs> They're sitting right here. The dog's running around and shit. It's awesome. All right, brother. Have a great weekend. Later. Later. Uh huh. Man, uh, what a fucking joke. What a joke. Uh, ooh, um, real quick, I'm going to give you my picks uh, before I get out of here today. I got to get out of here a little early today, too, because I got to go fucking do a cigar meeting. Uh, I'm going to get this slapdick cigar fucking thing figured out and get the website launched. Uh, Chicago, Atlanta. I'm taking Chicago. I think, uh, I think Walter Payton uh, at quarterback. Justin Fields, a.k.a. Justin Fields, is going to get it done again. Uh, they're averaging 32 points a game over the last few, and they're going to get it done. Uh, I don't think they can get it done in a meaningful game, but they'll beat Atlanta. Cleveland at Buffalo uh, in Detroit. <laughs> Fucking crazy as that sounds. Man, I got to see, is this the decline of Buffalo? Are we watching it and witnessing it in front of our very eyes? Is Josh Allen hurt, really hurt, and should he have played last week? Do they bounce back and beat Cleveland uh, prior to the arrival of the unwanted one, Deshaun Watson? We'll see. I'm going to take Buffalo uh, in Detroit. Philly Indy, man, I, I, I energy goes a long way with me. Energy goes a long way with me. And I think we're in a generation of soft fuck pussies. And it's just like college where one game – you lose it, it'll lose you the next. I, I'm going to go with the same theory here. I think losing, Philadelphia losing their first game is going to have a hangover effect because of our generation is soft. And I'm thinking Indianapolis won from Vegas. Their energy is going to transpire over. And the Colts are going to beat the fucking Eagles. I'm going to roll with Jeff Saturday, who I still don't agree is the, should be the head coach. But you know what? If he gets them to buy in, then fucking goddamn it, buy in. Indianapolis is going to beat Philly by three. I'm going to take New England to beat the Jets again because Belichick owns the Jets, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Rams to fucking finally get back on track and beat the Saints in New Orleans in Nolens. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants to beat Detroit. Um, I'm going to take Washington to continue the Heineke fucking barrage of wins against Houston. I'm going to take Denver to get it done versus Derek Carr and Vegas. It's in De- it's in Denver. I think the Raiders are just done. Uh they're right and I think Denver's defense is too good. So I think the Carless De- uh Vegas Raiders would be better, but with Carr, dude, where's my fucking car? The Raiders are going to lose again. Denver by 3. Uh I'm going to take Dallas has to bounce back and beat Minnesota, man. Minnesota's on a roll, though. Minnesota is on a roll, though. Um, 
So I'm going to roll with Minnesota because I just think Dallas will end up Dallasing themselves eventually. Shout out to Eddie Manyweather. Uh, Dallas will lose by three. Uh, I'm going to take Cincy to beat Pittsburgh. Um, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to take Cincy to beat Pitt, and I'm going to take – fuck. I'm going to take an upset, man. I'm going to take the Chargers – in L.A. to beat Kansas City. I'm going to take the Chargers to beat Kansas City Sunday night game in Inglewood, right here in Cali. The Chargers got to win a game. Uh, Herbert's got to have one of those big-time games. He has huge games versus Kansas City every year. Uh, I think Chargers get it done. Um, now, if Kansas City waxes the Chargers, then the Chargers are just so impleted with injuries that they just are done this year. Um and they're going to be asking for Staley's head, even though they're fucking injury prone as shit. But Kansas City, I think, always every four or five weeks has one of these letdown games. Uh, just looking at their history under Andy Reid. And uh, this is the game. Chargers get it done. That's my upset pick of the week. And then Monday Night Football, we'll talk about next week uh, on Monday. Because it's the Cardinals Frisco, if, if anybody gives a fuck. And if Colt McCoy plays, I'm going to give Arizona a really, really good chance to win that game. That is just how I see it. So, sorry. Um, but that's just that's just how I see it. That is what it is. Um, make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com and use the promo code CoachJB. All right, CoachJBStore.com, get you some merch, man. We got uh, Matt McChesney's gears on there, plus we have our own. Gorian, I got your message. I got to figure out why the fuck your shit. I don't know what's going on. You live in Canada, and I guess they don't like Canada, Canadians, dog. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But we're going to check it out, see what's up. Um, we're going to figure it out and see what's going on with you. So uh, I'll find out and look into it uh, this weekend, Gorian. Um, but, hey, man, it's been a great week. Uh We'll be back full go next week. Uh, make sure you guys go check out Last Chance Q, me and Sean Salisbury. We'll be back next week. By the way, next week's a short week, by the way. Um, Monday through Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday is uh, is holidays. I won't be here. So I'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and then uh, I'll be gone. I'll be hanging out, I think, with Pat Perez for Thanksgiving out in his house in Arizona. So uh, other than that, uh have a good weekend we'll have a good strong start of next week and then it's turkey day and enjoy that weekend nfl and college and then ohio state michigan plays the next week and that'll be the biggest game of the year so far and then we'll fucking know who's in the playoff by that point so hey man great job appreciate everybody becoming members today much love to you and, uh, yeah, please, Josh Gilmore, all you guys that are new members, shout out to you. Wido, Hector, all you guys, much love. And it's a great day to have a great day. I'll see you guys on the other side. Monday, right here, same time, same place. Peace out. Appreciate you. Peace.